Hi everyone, I'm Amelia Quint, and you're listening to Bad Astrologers, where we take a cultural, spiritual, literary, and mythological look at the heavens. I have to admit, that felt really good to say. It's been a while since you've heard from me, six months to be exact, and the whole time I've been cooking behind the scenes, stirring my creative cauldron and waiting to get the new brew just right. And now the stars have aligned, and I'm delighted to be back in your headphones with Bad Astro Season 4. Seriously, I have been so excited for almost half a year to share these with you, like when you know a secret and all you want to do is share it, but it's just not time yet. But it's a Pisces new moon, blessed by lucky Jupiter and magical Neptune, so what better time to dip back into the healing spring of all things mystical? But before we start, some announcements and I really think you're gonna love these. First, we're moving to a weekly schedule. That's right, you can expect a delicious new episode every single Venus day, aka Friday, throughout the season, so you'll have something sweet to get you through your weekend. I already have some amazing conversations with fellow astrologers and creatives on deck, alongside the deep dives you know and love, so get ready. Also, goddess help me, I have a TikTok now. You can follow me at Amelia Quint for all things astrology with a side of beauty and style. But more on that in just a minute. Next up, if you're new here, welcome. Come on in, the water's fine. It's great actually, if you want your take on the stars to be fun, magical, and hopeful. Don't worry, we're not putting on any rose-colored Neptune glasses over here, but we are doing our best in these nightmare-level difficulty times to live the best available manifestation of what's happening in the sky, even if that best possible manifestation is taking a day off and binging euphoria and eating artichoke dip to the face while screaming into the abyss. No matter what, the stars are here to help us, to teach us, and to reflect the deep power within ourselves and one another. If you're in need of some cosmic support, there are hours of free info right here on the pod. And you can also support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash badastro, where you can get monthly horoscopes and forecasts alongside the library of bonus episodes, including the self-paced Stellar School series, which breaks down all the planets, outers included, and houses to give you a head start on understanding your own transits and chart. And if you want my eyes on your personal astrology, my books are open for one-on-one readings. Just visit ameliaquint.com book dash a dash reading, and I will be happy to get you scheduled. Okay, on to the episode. When I tell you that our guest for this episode, the wonderful Gabriela Rosales, aka the stylist witch, is a quadruple Taurus, you know she's serious about beauty. For her, it's a philosophy and a lens through which she views the world, one she's happy to let us look through during our hour-long conversation. We talk about everything, including how her career and style was written in the stars, her method of intuitive styling, her powerful relationship with beauty planet and goddess Venus, and the Saturn field structures you need to build a thriving business. There were so many incredible lessons in this one that I know I'll come back to time and time again and I hope you love them. Now, you know what to do. Sit back, relax, take a deep breath, and let's start the show. Hello, Gabriella. Thank you so much for joining me on Bad Astro today. Hi, Amelia. It's such a pleasure to be here. 
I cannot wait to talk to you about all things astrology and magic, and especially style, which is one of my deep loves, but I'm sure we'll get to that in just a minute. Um, I want to start with the traditional bad astrologers question, the first one, which is, what's your earliest memory of being drawn to the spiritual, whether that's astrology or tarot or something else spooky? Um, uh, you know, that's actually an interesting question because I grew up, my family is very, a little bit more conventional and traditional and logical. So mm. my memory is always kind of being, feeling confined within that because even from a young age, I knew that that just perspective on the world and so cut and dry was not really how I felt about things but um yeah I don't know if I can pinpoint one specific memory because I feel like there is a memory but it was probably just repressed like due <laughs> to uh, having to repress it you know so that's kind of interesting to think about actually <laughs> Yeah, I think that makes so much sense. And so many of us go through that experience of, you know, growing up in either a family or an environment that for whatever reason might not have been supportive. And so it can be tough to remember, like, when did this actually start within me? Like, what is that? What is that all about? Um, I just grabbed your natal chart and I was noticing that you have your IC, which is sort of the point most related to family, um, in Cancer, which is like... I don't know. Cancer can be a very, very traditional home, very loving, um, and but very protective. And yeah, like sticking to traditional conventions of what might be accepted. So I could, I could see maybe having um, magic and stuff on the periphery. But um, I know that your other love and what I'm so excited to talk to you about is style. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about how style became a part of your life and career path. Yeah, I mean, uh, looking back, you know, I like we were just saying, I don't really have like a pinpointed memory of like the spirituality aspect. But when it comes to fashion, I don't have any memories without that being a significant mm. part of my life. So that has always been at the forefront. Um, and only in the past few years that I've been working professionally, have I really allowed myself to really sink into that because for me, it's very natural. It's very instinctual. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, as far back as I can remember, like, I just always have been interested in, in style because I guess building off of the family thing, like it was just the most accessible method of self-expression. And so, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I mean, I have memories of, um, you know, my like super younger years of just you know, like editing clothes and stuff. Like one of my most like worst fears when I was a kid was going to school <laughs> and having someone wear like the same shirt as me. That was like a disastrous oh, thing. Yeah. yeah, I always think of that scene in Freaky Friday where she like goes to school and the other girl's wearing the same shirt and she like flips it inside out. I'm like, that I haven't thought of Freaky Friday in <laughs> like a hundred years, but you're absolutely right. That was the fear, right? That like someone would wear the same fit as you to like homecoming or something like that. Yes, yes exactly. And so when I was younger, I would do things like I would wear 
um, Converse, but then I would like do things to them. Like I would take those studded belts from like Hot Topic and stuff and like take the studs out and like put them in the shoes and then like paint the shoes like because I, I wanted to be different and like all this stuff. And um, that kind of played into um, what I because I, I eventually started a clothing brand like before I started styling, I had a clothing brand called Moon Arrow where I like handmade and designed all these clothes and a lot of the stuff was one of a kind so it kind of like built off of that and then off of the design aspect I started styling because I was like you know I can't design and create everything that I want to see and I mm -hmm. find so much more joy and ease in really like alchemizing outfits like even when I was doing the design stuff like I would have photo shoots and I would like bring in a bunch of pieces from other brands to make the look better but when you have a brand that's like not exactly what you want to do like you want to like showcase your stuff right. I never even really knew that like styling was even like a thing or a career you could have and then after I after working in in fashion more I like discovered that that was actually a real thing and I was like I think that's really where my talents lie is like seeing the bigger picture outside of what I myself can create is like pulling from from all these different things and you know just creating unique looks with pieces that people really wouldn't really think to to pair together um, and that's still a common theme in, in the work that I do now. Oh, hey, you couldn't see my face when you said that you had a design um, company called Moon Arrow, but my jaw went all the way to the floor. Uh, I'm obsessed with this. This is incredibly <laughs> iconic. And I love the story about just your dedication to the aesthetic of it. You're like, okay, I have my own designs, but you want it to be so perfect that you're like, no, I need to bring in these other brands to complete the look. And yes. it was like want... overwhelming. Like <laughs> I couldn't even resist. <laughs> the overwhelming need, which is totally understandable. I want to take a minute to drop in, um, which I, I feel like is the most important thing about your astrology chart, which is that you are a quadruple Taurus. <laughs> with your big three there and Venus, the chart ruler also in Taurus and conjunct the ascendant. So beauty really is what makes your world go round. Um, truly incredible. I've never met or seen anybody else that has quite as much Taurus or Venusian um, influence in your chart. And so, and I, I see it coming through so beautifully. I feel like we're very opposite. I'm a Scorpio and a lot of times I see Taurus energy and I'm like, that's so beautiful. That couldn't be me. It's so tactile, right? Where you're describing, um, I want to paint the converse and make sure that it looks exactly how I want. Um, you really have this like, I don't know, not command, but like understanding of what it takes to make things beautiful in Aussie or in the material world. So I'm curious as a quadruple Taurus, what is it like having so much emphasis on that sign in your life? Oh man, I, <laughs> so, <laughs> I had, I always knew that, you know, my sun sign was Taurus and then like my moon and ascendant were Taurus as well. But I, um, I've always had an interest in astrology, but I really started studying it a lot more seriously during the pandemic because I had the time, you know, 
Naturally. Uh, yeah. And so at the beginning of the pandemic, I had my birth chart read for the first time, which is crazy because I've been into astrology for like over a decade. I can't believe it took me that long. But um, <laughs> so uh, when I had my birth chart read, it was like, I just felt so validated in a lot of things mm -hmm. that I had really repressed in myself. Like I... I don't know. I, I, I grew up with, um, you know, my family's from South America. They, you know, emigrated to North America and, you know, they take um, education and things like that really seriously. And which I totally get, you know, like coming from backgrounds like that. And so I always had a lot of guilt when I was growing up about how much I valued aesthetics and beauty and clothes and stuff like that. And I have two brothers too. So for a while I was really trying to like be like a tomboy and really just like deny, <laughs> you know, the, the Venusian just like stuff that was always pouring through. And I was always kind of taught that it was like frivolous and that other things were more important and stuff. And so I have always had kind of an inner conflict with that where like, it's so, I, I, I see beauty in, in, everything like literally it's like consuming and something i'm so grateful for but up until i had my birth chart reading i yeah like when i had the birth chart reading i was like you know what no like this is exactly what i am supposed to do this is like why i'm here is to like you know make the world more beautiful and help people realize their own beauty and like that it was just validating on a level that i can't explain and only after that like at that point i had kind of just slowly started dabbling and styling and things like that um mm -hmm. but after that i was i it gave me the confidence and reassurance to dive in head on and i was like no like this is my purpose and like once i heard that like the feeling was so I was like I can't believe I've been denying this for as long as I have you yeah. know it's so clear and uh yeah you know so it was just a, a very pivotal moment <laughs> I was gonna ask you how has your life changed since Uranus moved into Taurus back in 2018 but it sounds like it's changed really significantly with your journey into yeah. style as a career well, class. it's interesting you say that because I actually went back um the other day just looking at the beginning like the first posts in my um the stylist switch account and everything and my first post was may 7th 2018. <gasps> and, yeah oh and no so, check this out because i like tripped all <laughs> my because like i said like i didn't really get into like chart reading and stuff like that only in the last couple years so i wasn't okay. as aware of like um you know uranus moving into into taurus when it did so i closed moon arrow in january 2018 like right after the new year and then those like four months was when i was like okay like what what am i doing next like what am i actually good at and that's when i was like i'm gonna move into styling and so it's just so funny to realize how in alignment that shock and that identity change um really played through at that time you know it's really crazy <laughs> That's so incredible. I what an amazing story. And it does it just shows exactly how aligned it is. And and I cannot wait to see how the eclipses in the north node across your ascendant this year, a year and a half too, will sort of like I hope that it brings you the sort of like 
divine affirmation that you were on the right path that you were talking about because it's really really special like that that's so rare and that's okay this is another thing i love about social media and astrology is that you know okay the bad part is that certain things are on the internet forever but the good part is you can look and find a date and say wow that absolutely did change my life like my Mm -hmm. whole trajectory is different now and learn from that so ah amazing um, I am also curious about, as a Taurus novice, I don't have anything in my chart in Taurus, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of us with the North Node in this, in that sign right now are wondering, like, how do we connect to this vibe? What is that all about? So as the reigning Taurus queen and expert, uh, <laughs> what's the one thing you would want everybody to know about Taurus, or what advice do you have on how we can embody that better? I love that question. (laughs) I would say um, to me and like, I just see this play out through myself, like sometimes embarrassingly, but um, I really think that the phrase quality over quantity was like first said by a Taurus for sure. So for me, I think that that quality applies to everything in life. I mean, clothing, food, relationships, the way you expend your energy, the people you spend time with, like, um, you know, I have a much tighter knit circle, things like that. Like, Mm -hmm. those are the things that when you, um, you know, really commit like the time and effort to, um, to making that a prevalent thing in your life, it just, it's a very, it's very nourishing. Um, and so I just think that to prioritize quality in all things across the spectrum is, is just, you know, it's, it's nourishing, but it's also very, I think it just shows reverence to your, you know, your, your tastes. And I I think that our tastes, uh, the things that we like and find pleasure in, I think that is so sacred. Um, And, you know, it's really interesting with spirituality, because there's kind of a common rhetoric of like, um, detachment and things like that. And I totally get that. But I think people kind of take that too far, where it kind of becomes like they they're, they neglect themselves in some way. And I just want to if there's anything I want to remind people is that we are humans here to have a human experience and Taurus is ruled by the senses. And so denying yourself things that bring pleasure through the senses is just like a disservice to our entire existence. (laughs) So I would just say lean in into that, into into the quality of, of the things that you love. And that's important and should never be neglected. Okay, that's my favorite advice on Taurus that I've ever heard. <laughs> Quality over quantity is good advice all the time. Um, I think that's like the handshake between our, our shared earth venuses is that like you should strive for the best quality and everything and what you said about like your tastes being sacred i completely agree that in spirituality there can be i feel like we can overcorrect towards um you know 
moving from detachment into a place of, like you said, self-neglect and not nourishing ourselves. So take it from the Taurus. This is what we all have to do. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> um, speaking of Venus, let's talk about Venus and all things Venusian, because I know you've mentioned Venus Quail on Instagram, which I love your Instagram. I love your color palettes. They give me life. Um, and also, this is going to come out on a Venus day on a Friday. So um, yeah. tell me, um, how do you use Venus in the chart or just the energy of Venus as a channel for beauty, style, and glamour? Wow, that... <laughs> I know, it's a big question. Yeah. Oh my God, it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like it started you know, when I had my birth chart read with just the acceptance of having a Venusian lens towards literally everything. Um, and then I, I just, you know, for me, I think the most powerful thing, because I talk about beauty a lot, right? Because Venus is the planet of like beauty and aesthetics and all that. But I think people have a limited view of what beauty is and think that it is mostly um, visual and aesthetic and physical. Um, and of course that is true, but I think that at least for me, my practices um, and my, you know, devotional work and, and all those things have really just taught me I think just magic in general, you know, I, I really just think that it, it teaches me um, and all of us that really magic is the mundane and every little detail of life has beauty in it. Like, and I don't just mean like visual, like the way we, we treat ourselves, the way we, you know, the way we narrate our lives and our head and all of that, like, I think that it really comes down to the smallest details. And then once that awareness is there, it's like your whole life is a ritual. And for me, like, I think one of, um, you know, in my opinion, one of the greatest and most powerful offerings is your expression of beauty, whatever that is, because there's like, you know, these like beauty standards in the world. I literally hate the term beauty standards. It's just like, ew. It's really <laughs> terrible. It's cringe. horrible. It's so toxic. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, like beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? It's subjective. And so everybody's vision and expression of what that is is sacred, deserves to be seen. Venus wants to see it. Like, you know, the world wants to see it. And so I just, I really think that all of those things, it's like a domino effect, you know, like once the the acceptance happens and then, um, you know, the devotional acts, it leads into, you know, just seeing, you know, that everything, you know, not to sound cliche, but like when you hear people say that like everything is a miracle, it's true, you know? And so I just think that it, it, there's it brings so much power to just our awareness um yeah and I, I just think that that at least for me it's been such a such a transformative and enriching thing to really lean into and has completely changed the quality of my life forever like you can't unsee it you know so mm -hmm. 
I love what you said about beauty, not just being something that's physical or even just aesthetic beauty, like beauty exists in everything. And I love that you said that everything is a miracle because I believe that too. And I feel like so many of those truths in life and spirituality, they sound really cliche, you know, like love is real and everything. (laughs) And, you know, when you say it out loud, it seems really reductive, but I don't think it's reductive at all. And I love that you talked about Venus being in in beauty overall being a lens, right? Um, A a way to see the world, like a a whole ass philosophy. And I think we definitely need more of that. Um, When we're thinking about um, Venus or just style in general, um, as it relates to your styling, when did those two paths cross of like the sacred and the stylist? So the, I think that really happened when I had my clothing brand because like I mentioned, I was mostly making like one of a kind pieces and I was making really like bohemian, like Coachella-y type of, you know, maxi dresses, you know, (laughs) like just like queen attire. Um, And so one of my last designs before I closed and probably my most successful design was like these custom uh like floor length um like kimonos or shawls or dusters whatever you want to call them um and I would make them all one of a kind and so I started making some that were inspired by the zodiac signs like I made a Pisces one I also started doing um pieces that were inspired by the elements like I um, I had some of those, uh, you know, those prayer flags that you see. And, uh, I took like the red square, which is associated with fire. And I like sewed it onto a dress, like things like that. I was like really going in. And so I, it was just inspired by that. But then that inspiration while I was working just kind of took on a life of its own. And that's when I really started looking into, I don't know, that was the point where I started looking into um, astrological associations like crystals and flowers and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But then I I started thinking about like colors and stuff because I was like, okay, like what, you know, what does an Aquarius kimono look like? Like what, you know, what color am I going to do and all that stuff? And so it kind of led to like um, really getting deep into color, the color theory vortex and all of that stuff. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I just, I don't know, it it happened in action when I was, um, designing those. And so after that, um, yeah, like even when I started the stylist, which, uh, account, I didn't really know what I was going to do with it or like what direction of styling I was going to go into. But my first post said that this was going to be the space where I posted about fashion and witchcraft in the intersection of them. And I was like, this is like what I think is cool. And what I heard (laughs) out about is like the, you know, astrology and all the, the ways that, you know, cause I've just always been into fashion and the ways that we embody it and like all that stuff. And it just like snowballed and like, you know, it just, yeah, here we are. <laughs> I feel like that's how it starts, right? Um, I feel like this podcast was the same for me. I was like, I just want to talk to really cool people about what they love about the stars and how they use it in their life. And then it really gets out of control at some point, but in a good way. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I I love astrological correspondences and using them and sort of dressing to like whatever sign the moon is in or if there's some sort of special astrological thing going on I'll like grab some purple for Jupiter if I want to you know feel more of that in my day-to-day and I love that you were literally sewing it into clothes or like creating the design from scratch based on that I would really go in for that if you ever want to bring it back just say (laughs) um I am especially curious about um, the phrase that you use on your website, intuitive styling. I think that is such a cool pairing of words. And I'm wondering, what does that mean to you? And how did you kind of develop that method? Um, It's so funny that you bring that up today, because I actually submitted that for, I filed that for trademarking last year and I just got word today that it's being processed. So- oh my God. Okay. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Like I said, it's a beautiful time for it. So. Yes. So I, I love that that's <laughs> being brought up right now. Um, but yeah, you know, I, the reason I went with that is because I, the more, you know, once you get into astrology, you get into tarot and you get into all this other stuff and it's <laughs> yeah. all it's all combined, you know, like there's so much the the crossover between astrology and tarot is like intense and like, you know, there's so many other, um, you know, color magic and it just it's all interconnected. So I started with um you know, my styling and my fashion work being heavily influenced by astrology, but then that led into tarot and all this kind of stuff. So I use um, a number of, you know, intuitive tools um, to, to support and influence um, the personal styling that I do for people. So I, um, you know, because I use um, astrology, tarot, color magic, but then I also, you know, lean into the, like the psychic capabilities that I have through clothing and like man I've had (laughs) so much imposter syndrome around that for so long but like every time I send people like an outfit or something they're like how did you know and I'm like it's so (laughs) funny to me that like my psychic ability comes through clothing and outfits like it's just so funny but um yeah so really just the combination of all of those things the thing that they all have in common is the intuition and also I feel like, you know, because I denied that Venusian aspect of myself for so long and that's such a, you know, there's so much into like the the feminine wavelength and everything that intuition is such a huge part of that. And so I think that at least for me, like, you know, just cl- claiming those words and that term really just for me is the expression of leaning into those things and really allowing myself to to feel um, and to have my work guided through that. Like it is very personal. And um, I started styling, not really having any direction. I wanted to do like celebrity styling for a long time, but I was like, you know what? That's just my ego talking. So, <laughs> so yeah. And then I moved into personal styling and it's like very, very intimate, very personal, very transformative. Like the discovery of personal style really goes hand in hand with self-discovery. So I just, you know, those, those practices that are so, so intimate um, are, 
you know, is just such a big part of what I do. And it's been a big part of what I've been doing before I could even put a word to it. So it just, yeah, it just kind of came naturally. I was going to say, um, I love it because I feel like styling is already an intuitive art form. And then yeah. when you add all the divinatory tools in, it's like, you really are channeling something so special. Also, I want to just point out some of your amazing psychic placements in your chart, um, just in case you wanted to like fully banish the imposter syndrome forever. Um, I'm looking first at your Mercury and Aries in the 12th house, which is this ability to just like cut directly to the heart of like, uh, you know, direct downloads from source about whatever's going on. And you say it with such, um, yeah, like in such a concise way. I hear that just in talking to you. Like, it, it sounds like you're writing a book. Like you've already, so you already have it all sorted, you know? <laughs> it's funny you say that because one of my next projects is literally going to be putting all of this into writing and writing a book. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. Amazing. You also have, ha I don't know if you've ever looked at Astrid Pythia, but you have Astrid Pythia on your son. Um, and Pythia is obviously the, um, the Delphic Oracle, um, which was sort of the source of the quote, know thyself and was, you know, incredibly trusted by the Greeks for wisdom. And, uh, again, those downloads now everybody is like, was she on psychedelics or was she really talking to the gods? We don't know. Um, but yeah, Pythia is definitely synonymous with um a certain sort of like divine revelation so that's wow i i i've seen some of the asteroids in my chart but not that one so that's news to me thank you um for for that insight that's that's so cool <laughs> now you know yeah i love looking at them there's like a handful of asteroids that are um, especially associated with like witchcraft or prophecy or things like that. And whenever I'm talking to other witches, I'm like, ooh, what are their magical gifts? Because everyone's different. Everybody brings um, different sort of magic powers to the table, so to speak. And yeah, for you, I feel like Pythia shows up in the charts of so many trendsetters or people who are very like clued into the zeitgeist. Like you're always one step ahead of what's going on. Like I think about it with the um, the color palettes, right? Like I feel like um, it's giving big Pantone color of the year vibes, but like better. <laughs> I like predicted the Pantone color of the year this year too. And I was like, oh my God, like <laughs> I got it. Of course you did, of course yeah. you did. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not at all surprised. Okay, I want to talk now about the word adornment i am obsessed with this word especially as it relates to magic and i don't know how we can glamour ourselves and i know that part of your mission is to empower people through the ritual of adornment so what kind of adornment rituals do you use in your own practice that some of our listeners maybe could adopt or experiment with yeah so my whole like philosophy <laughs> with adornment and the way that I look at it and the way that I talk to my clients about it is that one in one of my services, like I have people consecrate their wardrobes as a temple to self, to self love, to your authenticity. Um, and so, you know, we are, 
the altars? Like, how would you adorn, you know, how do you adorn the altars that you have to, you know, whatever your altars are? Like, it's, there's such care and such, such devotion and softness and, you know, it's, it's so, um, so methodical and just so, you know, it's, it's just such a, such a beautiful and reverent act. And so why would we not apply that same thinking to ourselves? I mean, what altar is more powerful and accessible, you know, than, than ourselves and our bodies? And um, so the thing for me with that, that I think people maybe get intimidated by is that the word adornment is so like, I don't know, I feel like it, you know, people think like luxury and, you know, dressed to the nines. It's very like, you know, it's super aspirational. Yeah, right. And so my whole thing is like, um, you know, the intention makes it adornment. So if you're wearing, if you want to wear sweatpants all day, which I'm a quadruple Taurus, like I'm here for the sweatpants <laughs> life, that doesn't mean that it's not adornment. Like the intention behind things really changes your perspective to instead of being like, oh, I look like shit and I'm dressed like a bum or whatever. It can be like, no, my intention with these sweatpants is to be in a place of comfort and to move with ease and to be slow and kind to myself, you know, and that just changes the way you think about stuff so that when you're dressed in like a sweatsuit, you're not like, I'm a piece of shit. You're like, no, I'm intentionally yep. approaching today with, with ease and softness towards myself. Um, you know, and then you bring uh, colors into that and everything and that, you know, there's nothing you can't do. Um, so I just think that that is really important because at least for me, like I, my goal with the totality of my work is to really, um, you know, spread this like far and wide beyond, um, you know, people that are, you know, witches or like actively spiritual and stuff like that. Cause that's the other thing, like when you imbue your clothing with intention, um, I don't know, you, you don't have to look like a witch to be a witch. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to wear all black hell sleeves and all this stuff. Like you can dress like whatever you want to dress like and you're still, you know, that doesn't disqualify your your spirituality or, you know, your witchiness or whatever it is. Like that, I think that that's why I really am um, such an advocate for the intention because that really changes everything. And um, allows yourself to look at at yourself differently and to to have more more appreciation and just more awareness more um you know just more intention and that especially because like guess getting dressed is something we all have to do every day anyway it's like the easiest and most accessible way to integrate any kind of like ritual into your life on a consistent basis so I feel like that, is a really powerful catalyst for living the rest of your life intentionally too. And then adornment applies to, to all of those things, you know, your house, your, what you, you know, what you consume, like all of that stuff, like it, you know, it, it really applies um, across the board. Wow, I feel like I'm getting absolutely schooled right now. And this is so, 
I feel like I needed this as much as the listeners did. Um, okay, so first of all, what you said about um, witchiness not being related to any sort of particular way of dressing and instead being a way of showing up in the world with intention and magic. I am so here for that. Absolutely all the way. Um, I my Venus in Virgo sees that for sure. I yeah. love a good all black outfit. I have had fully jet black hair before and it was amazing. Um, but I noticed that when I grew my hair out more towards its natural color and it got lighter, like some witchy people fucked with me like slightly less. And that was so interesting that like somehow I do think that like the, there is a specific witch aesthetic, right? Yeah. Um, that people get confused with as far as like, you know, you don't have to be any particular way. Also, I want to backtrack and say your sweatpant philosophy, <laughs> um, truly a quadruple Taurus moment, but you're so absolutely right about that, that it's not so much about, um, okay, I'm going to just allow myself to walk through the world like a piece of shit. You're like, no, I'm choosing to be comfortable and that ease is what I need today. Yes. And that's that's the power of style and that's why we need your work so thank you so much for sharing um okay i'm so excited to ask you this question because the big beauty and style nerd that i am i have to know who would you say your biggest style influences are and then do you see sort of themes from those influences showing up in your own astrology chart Oh my God. I'm like, where do I even start? Like, oh my God. <laughs> you can just go. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So this one might be a little, well, not like cliche, but okay. So there's kind of a few factors here. So I, of course, love, um, you know, a bunch of celebrities and their styles and stuff. But of course, as a stylist, I know who their stylists are. So I love um, like someone I... Okay, so the reason I love this person, her name is Maeve Riley. She's the stylist for <gasps> Megan Fox, and she was the stylist for Hailey Bieber. Um, you know, I, it, it, if you know Megan Fox and Hailey Bieber style in the past like two years, like you, you know who I'm talking about. I do know Maeve Riley. Yes, yes, yes. excellent. And, yeah, and so um, you know. Uh, going off of what we were saying where like you don't have to look like a witch to be a witch like I I've recently in the past like two years I've been really trying to like refine my style and kind of I used to wear a lot of like prints um, I used to like go to festivals a lot and stuff so I was always in like really busy like maximalist type of outfits and so where I was letting like the clothing do the speaking and so Currently, I'm kind of transitioning into clothing that is a little more uh, elegant in its simplicity and letting my accessories do the talking. And so um, I, I describe that as more kind of like chic, like kind of professional, like Venus and Virgo energy, to be honest. Yes. So I love um, Maeve Riley's very, you know, she really has an amazing ability to really infuse like kind of, you know, traditional like high fashion stuff with like street style kind of stuff. It's like really interesting. Um, and what's also really interesting is that she is a Gemini and 
I always view Gemini's as like trendsetters. So I just think it's incredible that she is literally a trendsetter and her, you know, muses and, and the, the people that she's working with, like, uh, Haley Bieber, her Venus is in Libra. Uh, Megan Fox is a Taurus. So I just think it's kind of funny that some of her like highest profile clients are also have like Venusian aspects. So she's setting the trend through Venusian muses. Like this is something I've nerded out about like so many times because I love her so much. But, um, yeah, so she's definitely one of my favorites. And then, of course, I love Hailey Bieber and Megan Fox's style. But, of course, that is credited to Maeve. <laughs> Absolutely. I I didn't realize that about um, the muses being Venusian. And then mm-hmm. I didn't know that she was a Gemini birthday. So yeah. you're absolutely right. I feel like Geminis are like the... Not the culture vultures that they aren't just like picking it up from other places, but they're able to, yeah, they channel the trends through them and then the Venusian folks bring it out into the world. Amazing. Yeah, I love the looks that she puts together. They have this, these like um, clean lines and interesting Mm -hmm. angles a lot of the time. And I don't know. I really go up for that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking about in your chart too, because you've mentioned a lot of things that like have a little bit of a Virgo flair. And I was like, mm-hmm. huh? <laughs> um, but you do have um, Jupiter in Virgo in the I fifth do. house, which is I like, do, do. you know, having fun through this sort of editorial experience of things. Yeah. I also have a lot of like structure with it. Like, Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, I don't know, I, I am so into aesthetics that I can get really like obsessive and like nitpicky about it, which again is why I'm stylish. But <laughs> <laughs> like, if you look at my Instagram grid, like I have this obsession that I've been doing for like, God, like a year at this point, where like every other post is pink. And then the one in between is like the color of the current zodiac season and it's like every other one so it's like pink and then right now we're in pisces season so it's like seafoam green and then pink and then seafoam green and i'm like oh my god like i am like so structured when it comes to like aesthetic like presentation and things like that i feel like that is definitely my fifth house of virgo (laughs) oh my god okay babe we are like the same but so different like same energy expressed through very different facets of the jewel of style so i i really struggle with aesthetic presentation stuff right for me i'm i am obsessive about getting things Right. Like I want to make sure the idea is right. That's why I love working with audio as a medium, right? Because it just, the conversation and the ideas shine on their own. When you were talking about, I have been painstakingly making sure that every other Instagram post (laughs) is pink. I just, I have to just bow down and worship because again, (laughs) couldn't be me, but like we need folks like you to make the world a beautiful place to live. Yes. Oh, and I'm seeing now, so it's kind of, you know, it doesn't quite line up with the, um, with the degrees, but you do have things in all the earth signs. So you kind of have a grand earth trine. So yeah. you are so supported by these structures. I did want to ask about your Capricorn placements because you have these beautiful placements in Capricorn. Your North node is there. Like your North star is really striving for that structure um, alongside your own Uranus, Neptune and Midheaven all yeah. together. Yeah. So 
how do you feel like those placements have helped you build your business and structure your life? Um, I, I love that. This is actually something I've, I've thought about a lot because I really feel like in yeah because my north node is there right so my Mm -hmm. uh south node is in cancer and so that's something where i yeah like as soon as i had that birth chart reading i was like my purpose was clear and i was like i and like you know obviously we have bills to pay and stuff like that but i love my work so much i'm like i would do this for free like any day like i just i i can't see myself doing anything else and like as soon as i stopped denying that that was my purpose i just i don't know i i work so i work every day seven days a week all the time and it's not even like it doesn't even phase me it's just like i i this is this is why I'm here. And the other thing is like, you know, with the with the cancer south node, like, at least for me, I'm a very and I think I attribute this to the earth placements too. I am a very I'm very like maternal, like I'm like the mom friend of like all of my friends and stuff. And so yeah, and so something that has always been very clear to me in my life is that I don't want kids. And so for me, I feel like that I I'm here with that knowledge already. Like that's like a very, you know, familiar kind of thing for me. And so now that allows me to propel myself into the career aspect. And so um, also my Capricorn or or sorry, my 10th house is, um, is Aquarius. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. as far as I know, (laughs) nobody else is doing what I am doing. Like, no, there is, there are no other stylists that, you know, integrate the, the intuitive and divinatory practices that I do. So I think, you know, yeah, it, it, it's, yeah, you know, that, that, that South node really also allows me the knowledge to not only nurture the people around me, but myself in order to support that, um, you know, that trajectory. So I, yeah, I just, I have so much determination and, and passion around it, which is kind of an unfamiliar thing, because to be honest, when I was in school, like I just hated, I was skipping class all the time. I really <laughs> graduated high school. So for me to be like, I just want to work. I just want to put in the work. Like I just am so committed and so determined to like see this through to the heights that it can go to is uh is just really familiar and also is like validating to me that you know because i had so much insecurity about that when i was younger i was like you know what no i can work really fucking hard i just have to love what i'm doing and yeah i mean i i I can't imagine doing doing anything else and so i work really hard but it's all all because i want to like yeah Mm. I feel like that's amazing advice, no matter what your astrology placements are, um, is to do work you love as much as you're able. And I love that the the world just kind of opened up for you after that reading, of course. But then, you know, when you started doing this, you're like, no, I, I want to do it all the time. Like, yeah. it, it just feels so. This is right my baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I totally get that, too. I, I definitely don't want kids. And um it is interesting how like the the way just opens up for the other places where you can give to the world right um 
I also noticed you're in your Saturn return right now, since we're talking about Saturnian things. Um, how are you? <laughs> First of all, <laughs> um, how are you feeling? And um, any advice for anybody who's uh, going through a Saturn return at the moment? Um, honestly, I've been I've been good. Like I'm kind of lucky that it's happening in my house of careers. Like I feel like. I, I completely agree with that. Um, yeah. And so um, I don't know if you are into like numerology at all. I'm not. Yes, I definitely am. I have like a basic understanding. So this year is like my year four. And like, you know, four is a number that, you know, across like a, a bunch of across a bunch of topics is associated with like foundations and things like that. So for me, I feel like, especially because now I am living in Joshua Tree, like I'm going to be moving back to LA in a few months, but I've been really isolated, which for mm -hmm. this point in my life, I actually feel like has been really beneficial because this whole time, and I, I moved out here um, in December, like last December, so it's been a little over a year. So um, I've just really been able to like, kind of harness that Saturnian energy within like the year four foundational building and really establish my foundations as as a business. So I feel like, you know, when I get back to LA, or, like, I, you know, I have big visions and big goals for what I want to do. But you have to be ready for those things to happen. Right. And so mm -hmm. I feel like I've, I've just really been putting a very big focus on establishing um, my foundations as a business, um, as a person, all of those things so that when all of that abundance comes, <laughs> I will be ready for it and not drop the ball and be able to, you know, be in a place where I'll, I'll be able to, to roll with it and, and, you know, receive it for, for all that it is. So, um, but that's also, you know, with all my earth placements, like I'm a very practical, like methodical, like I yeah think about all of this stuff. So I'm just like, okay, like I've known that I'm in my Saturn return. I know that I'm in my year four. So I'm like, this is like what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And so I need to like not cut any corners and just put in the work, you know? Absolutely. I feel like with all those earth placements, like you know how to create the container for your own success. And I feel like it's already clear to all. I'm just so I'm just so excited to see by next year um, where you'll be after Saturn leaves that sign, because I don't know, it feels big. It feels very exciting. Yes. <laughs> um, this has been amazing. And thank you so much for answering all of my wild and weird astrological style questions. Um, as we come to the end, I'm bringing the lightning round back to bad astro. So I have a couple of quick rapid fire astro questions. And I want you to just answer with whatever comes into your mind. Okay. Okay. All right. So the first one is, do you have a favorite planet? I think I know what this might yeah, be. <laughs> Can you imagine? Is there, imagine if you were like, it's Saturn. <laughs> God, right? No, Venus. I know, it has to be Venus. Okay, how about this? Uh, favorite zodiac sign to party with? Oh, wow. Um, 
probably like Sagittarius. Yeah. Everybody says Sagittarius. Everybody says Sagittarius is like the party sign, like for sure. I know. It's (laughs) having Sagittarius rising is just, I don't know, trying to bring the party everywhere you go. Not always practical, but. (laughs) Not always practical for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next. Is there a sign or placements that frustrate you the most? Um, that's interesting. You know, you mentioned my Mercury and Aries in the 12th house earlier and how that can kind of attribute to like, you know, psychic kind of stuff. But for me, the 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 downside of that that I experience is that uh, it can be really hard for me to really like say what I mean. And like I can be kind of trapped in my head sometimes and take quite I'm a kind of a slow processor so I'll be in my head processing overthinking all of this stuff until I'm ready to say what I want to say because I don't want to say anything that I'll like regret and things like that and because my processing is kind of slow like you know I attribute that to all my earth placements too um I feel like sometimes it can kind of yeah it can be kind of hard to you know, to in the moment be like, I don't like this, like, you know, like, things like that, it takes me kind of some time to really like activate um, that that Mercury and Aries and and, and really like, you know, express myself and, and, you know, not take any shit. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like my Mercury and Aries, like, at least at the end of the day, usually the outcome is on the not taking any shit side. Right. Like, for me, like, you really got to push me there. But like, once you push me there, and it's activated, like, good luck. It's all over (laughs) for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, on the flip side, um, is there a particular zodiac sign or placement that you find yourself drawn to? Or that ends up in your circle a lot. That's so funny. Um, I actually have a lot of Scorpios in my life. And I love them all. I really feel like Scorpios get such a bad rap. But I... I just think they're such a beautiful sign. And like, you know, I, I think that all of the kind of generic things that we hear about Scorpio are really... I mean, this goes with any, like, you know, generic, like, stereotype of a sign. It's just, like, such a misunderstanding. Um, But I find Scorpios to be just one of the most beautiful signs. Um, I I have so many of them in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much. Uh, I see the Scorpio descendant is serving you well, drawing Mm. all the Scorpios into your orbit. No, I totally agree. I think it's, like... um, Every sign has stereotypes, but I think the Scorpio stereotypes are especially scary. It's like sex and They're rock really and roll scary. And yeah. Sharpness. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, when really we just have a lot of feelings to feel. Yeah. Like. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> we love it. Okay, and the last thing, I bet since you are an astrological stylist, you have pulled a few celebrity charts in your day. Um, who has the most interesting astrology chart to you right now? Or is there a celebrity chart that you keep coming back to? You know, I actually haven't pulled that many. But to be honest, I'm really like obsessed with Megan Fox. Like I just always have been so happy that she's like in the world again. And so I've looked into hers, um, you know, because she uh, has what is is it like a scorpio venus i think or no no no. her venus is in leo i think and uh 
she's like a Capricorn rising or something. I looked into it too because I get the Taurus energy, but the, like her facial structure, I was like, there's definitely like some Capricorn in there. Oh yeah, she sure. has um, an exalted Mars exact on her Capricorn ascendant. And so I feel yeah. like that intensely passionate plus amazing bone structure thing comes through yeah, so strong right oh, oh and i just checked she has a uh, venus in gemini um and i feel like a lot of times um women and femmes who have venus in gemini get cast as like the bad the bad girl yeah somehow, like the femme yeah. fatale so yeah. i love I've it also i've also looked into briefly uh like cardi b and like doja cat and stuff because i think i know doja cat for sure i think cardi b does too but i think they both have venus and scorpio which they just do like, they do like i love doja cat so much i love oh, cardi I b love too her. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Well, we've come to the end and the very last question is always the same and I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Um, what do you wish you knew when you first started as a spiritual practitioner and or intuitive stylist? Oh man. <laughs> uh, huh. I feel like, I don't know, that just, everybody's approach is different and it's all valid and like there's such a you know like i was saying earlier about like the rhetoric with like detachment i feel like there's so much overarching rhetoric that when you go against any of that or like do something differently there's i don't know like there there's you want to like keep quiet about it and not share with people and stuff because you think you're doing it wrong. Like it's just nothing you do is wrong. Like, you know, the most important part of any kind of spiritual practice or witchcraft or whatever, like I tell people this when it comes to like colors and you know, the, the meanings that are uh, familiar through society and stuff is that your, your intuition is everything like that, everything that, resonates with you in a certain way like you should honor that and not change that because there's you know an, an overarching narrative that says otherwise that every individual approach to everything is so so valuable I feel like that is a beautiful beautiful place to close That's something that I wish more people would take under consideration you're right your intuition is always right and if you're following that you can't be wrong so thank you so much for this beautiful conversation truly it has been such a delight um before i let you go where can we find you online how can people get in touch with you for your amazing styling services so my website is www.thestylistwitch.com and then you can find me at the stylist witch across like Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all the all the platforms. <laughs> it's uh, at the stylist witch. <gasps> You're on TikTok? I'm about I to start am. a TikTok on the new moon, so wish me luck. Yeah. I'm trying to go viral this year. Like <laughs> All right, I'm holding the vision. I know you can do it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Gabriella. You've been wonderful. Thank you for having me. This has been such a pleasure.